1: Betches Media presents the Betches Brides podcast, a show for the wedding obsessed and the brides who are stressed because
0: after all, it's only one day of your life.
2: Hello and welcome back to Betches Brides. Um, I, we're your hosts. I'm Jordana Abraham.
3: I'm Nicole Pellegrino.
2: And we have a very special guest today. A lot of you have asked us to bring on an expert in this field and we are excited to have a family lawyer. Lee Grace Valigorsky, um, who's going to tell us everything you've ever wanted to know about prenups. Um, so, Nicole, you, you, we get these emails like constantly in DMs, right? Asking us to talk we about this. We get us.
3: asks. It's so funny because, yes, we're a bridal podcast. Yes, you guys, we focus on the topics leading into planning your wedding and the interpersonal issues that you're having with, you know, anything from family planning your wedding or with your fiance. But we've been getting so many questions lately about prenups and, and, you know, everything from like, should I consider getting one or should, what do I do if my fiance asks me for one? Um, So we've been getting, you know, those questions. So we'd love to talk to you about that. My
2: first question is for anyone who's not um, familiar with prenups, like what, can you
1: explain like, what is a prenup? Yeah. And who should get them? So, I mean, I'm flattered to be to be called an expert. I would definitely not say I'm by far an expert in any way, shape, or form. I am a family law attorney. Uh, my sole focus is family law, and within that falls uh, prenuptial and postnuptial agreements. Um, and they are something that I am a firm, firm believer of, have been since... Way before law school, um, they are just something that I think everybody needs to have. And they're ne- they are not nearly as scary as people think they are. And they, they just have a bad um, reputation, I think. I think that's the problem is that right. they have a bad, a bad rap that, um, you know, 20, 30 years ago, a prenup was standard if you had the stereotypical wealthy husband and much younger wife. Um, who didn't work and didn't have a career and didn't have any money to herself. So that was like the standard where you would see a a pretty standard um, prenup. And it got the bad rap that if you were that quote, you know, gold digger, you had to have a prenup. Now that is, that's not the case. And they're not scary. And they're, they're a really crucial document that everybody really needs to have. We just have to dust off the cobwebs (laughs) and make them not so scary. Well, in its simplest out. form, what, how would you describe a prenup? So a prenup is, it's a prenuptial agreement, which is made prior to you getting married. And all it is, is a document that predetermines the distribution of property in the event that you get divorced or death. You can do mm-hmm. both. You don't necessarily have mm-hmm. to put the death part part in there. Um, right. It's, it's well, made for... Um, if you get divorced,
2: if you have a will and a prenup, which one is like the means
1: more like, are, can you make it do they? Have, what if they, what if yeah, they wind mean, up being different? Yeah. Then it's kind of like the battle of the documents, you know, which mm-hmm. one, you know, conflicts the other one out. Interesting.
3: But normally, that's so, oh no, that's so interesting too. Cause I was like, obviously this podcast, we focus on like how to be happy with your significant other and how to have a wonderful marriage, but realistically, d- the, unfortunately, the divorce rate is so high. Um, right. And you truly never know, none of us truly know, like, obviously, we put everything in place to be able to prep our marriage to make sure it's going to last forever, but you never know what could happen. So I, I, I hear you. And it's funny, because like, you said, Going back in time, it used to be like, oh, to protect, let me get a prenup to protect myself from this gold digging <laughs> woman and stuff. Right. But now I feel like, are are you seeing more like women who have accumulated their own wealth getting, getting these prenups?
1: Absolutely. It actually, there's been a giant shift in who is obtaining prenups now. Since people are waiting to get married later, normally, you know, before people were getting married in their early 20s and that was very standard. People are now having careers, especially women, and they're waiting longer to get married because they want to start their career. And so they accumulate property and they are being more financially diverse and financially responsible. And so they wanna make sure that their their choices to invest in stock markets, invest in real estate, um, invest in money market accounts is, is protected. And that goes both ways, men and women, everybody's getting married a little bit later and people are starting their careers earlier and wanting to make sure that those assets are protected. And there's nothing wrong with that. Everybody should be entitled to keep, to keep their stuff. And a prenup allows for those premarital, um, Items, property, assets, things like that, to remain with that person if a divorce does happen. Okay.
0: Have you ever felt that fast fashion ick but can't always afford the super high-end stuff? I have a solution for you.
2: So if you, let's say you and your partner both don't really have any assets um, and you're both just kind of like salaried and you don't have like a, like you go in, I mean, I mean, it's funny. I remember watching an episode of like Vanderpump Rules and Tom and Katie go get a prenup and the yeah. lawyer's like, you both have no money. So I'm not really sure what you're protecting, but like, so like yeah. are prenups for like, if you don't have substantial wealth before you get married, like, are they necessary? Like, who are they not necessary for?
3: Well...
1: I mean, in my, my opinion, everybody should have a prenup. But if you don't have um, any anything that's growing, like if you don't have any stocks, if you don't have bonds, um, a lot of people actually have those things. They don't know they have them because their parents
0: yeah. started creating those okay. when they
1: were little and they don't know they have them. Um, but if, if you don't, I mean, you're going to have to pay for a prenup. So if you don't have... Anything in any sort of portfolio whatsoever. I mean, I guess there really is no
3: yeah.
2: Split up. Right. Neither neither yeah. of you did right. Yeah, well, right. that's
3: what I was kind of going to ask. Like, if I only have ten dollars in my bank account, do I? Because you obviously prenups cost right. money, which I don't, for the record. I have more than ten dollars. <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> I know. I'm literally podcasting. You got a solid out, twenty but- in there out of my bed right now because my one bedroom apartment my fiance is on a meeting in the other room um but yeah that's kind of what i was gonna ask like you know well two questions kind of do these cost money i'm sure they do um and then also can if you don't have anything right now can you say like i still want to get a prenup to protect the stocks like i will invest on my like in the future. Or can you not protect what you don't have yet? <laughs> Does that make sense? It uh, well, yes.
1: Prenups do cost. You do have to pay a lawyer to to draft a prenup, to um, review mm-hmm. it, and 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 advise you on on your legal rights and um and things like that. And every lawyer is different with how much they charge and 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 their services. Um, right. But you really there's there's no point in doing a prenup for potential future items. That's not what a gotcha. prenup is for. <laughs> um, it's really for the the present items that you have in your name, that you want to say are they're mine. They're, they're non-marital items. They were mine before the marriage. If we get divorced, I'm leaving with those and you're leaving with what you came with. And then everything that we acquired during our marriage is now marital property. Mm-hmm. Pennsylvania, where I practice, is a equitable distribution state um, versus a community property state. Where in a community property state, everything's kind of free game. There is no non-marital versus marital. No um, matter
2: when you got it, when you act,
1: right? It. Okay. of all, it all becomes marital. So, and the other one is what? It, I'm sorry, what? The other option you said it's, in it's equitable the, distribution. Okay. Like, everything that you had the date before you married that physical item is non-marital but if it increases in value during the marriage you now be that now becomes that portion becomes marital asset so with a prenup you can protect yourself and say hmm. you know <clears throat> i have this house for instance we'll say that we have a house and it's worth a hundred thousand um, dollars you have it before your marriage it's worth a hundred thousand dollars and you don't have a prenup. Well, the physical structure, if it remains in your name and you don't transfer it to your partner or make a joint, it, the physical structure is non-marital property. You get to keep that. But if it's increased in value to from a hundred thousand to 200,000, a hundred thousand dollars now becomes marital property. I see, but wow. not the value of the entire thing. No, just the value that, that increased in value during the marriage. Okay. So where, where that becomes helpful is that you would put in there, this house is mine, you, your, your uh, partner, you're waiving, you know, your, your claim or any interest or right to try and say, I want that increase in value. So you're predetermining that if we get divorced in, in, in that separation, the house is already taken care of. It's already going back to the person it belonged to. I see. Mm
2: -hmm. And these marital laws, like, let's say um, my fiance and I, we get married in New York, and then we move to California. We get, and we get divorced in California. Like where, which, which state laws are, are, are the ones that we're bound to
1: in terms of community property versus. A little, a little tricky because if you are, um, if you, if you aren't contesting the, the prenup and you're saying that, yes, it is most certainly valid. And that's what I want to happen. Then the 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 prenup. I'm saying without without a prenup. Let's say we just get married. Oh. Like which law? I'm saying which
2: laws are we bound Whenever to? Laws you that,
1: wherever you get divorced.
2: Oh, uh, and we, okay.
1: Wherever you get oh, divorced. so
2: I wonder. Are there any true. like people who are like trying to like um,
1: you know, maintain assets who who facilitate a quick move before they decide to divorce someone? I wonder. A lot of times you, um, I know specifically in Pennsylvania within the Commonwealth, you have to live here for at least six months prior to filing a divorce here.
2: Interesting. Okay. There's probably like, I mean, you hear so many stories about like, you know, people either hiding assets when they get divorced or, um, you know, moving them somewhere or doing that. I'm sure that there's like so much, um, that people
1: do or maybe that's more just like tabloid kind of like that's what you
2: oh, hear no. about and no, most no, people are very, not
1: that that very much happens you always have yeah. that that couple that doesn't want to fully disclose yeah. you know what they have and that's one thing in a prenup that is kind of the number one big rule is that there has to be a full financial disclosure on both sides
3: mm-hmm.
1: if you don't fully financially disclose mm-hmm. everything that can jam you up in a divorce because you did not disclose that you had these other, even if you didn't think, you know, it's always better to tell your lawyer everything, even if they don't want to know the answer or like the answer, then get that call and say, Hey, why didn't you tell me this? That's never a a fun thing to do, but it's full financial disclosure, which you would think is a no brainer because if you're about to marry somebody You You would assume that they're being completely honest and you're going to be completely honest. Well, that's
2: that's right. It's almost like a good, it's a good test to see how open they're willing to (laughs) be with you. Right.
3: Right. Do you see people who have been divorced before and kind of gotten like everything taken from them before? Like, but because they didn't have a prenup, do you see them being a little... More like kind of high strung when it comes to this, and really wanting to make sure that the other side yeah. is disclosing. Oh, really? Yeah. No. <laughs> <laughs> because they're probably like at this point. And I, I mean, just
1: be. and I'm I'm speaking solely from from my own my own practice. Um, I practice with my mother and my aunt. I'm a third generation lawyer.
3: Oh wow! Oh, I love that.
1: We're a a woman run, uh, law firm, and so
3: we're a woman run media company.
1: Yeah, we've. She's been. My mother's been practicing law for forty years. She does family law and litigation. So, learning from her and seeing what she's done and and the clients she's had. We live. I I practice in seven counties where I live, and the majority of serial marriages are still men,
3: mm-hmm.
1: and they are still hopeless romantics. <laughs> They swear that the next wife, the next wife will be different. The next wife is not going to take their money. The next wife is the love of their life, their soulmate. And it's just, you're sitting there and you're listening to this and you're like, but you're on wife number four. Like,
3: yeah. Oh, Wow. You're all out of
1: love at that point. Like you, you are an air supply song at that point.
3: Yeah. And at that point, it's like, I mean, if that were me, I feel like I would be like, no, it's time to finally protect one, right. <laughs> the whatever I have left. Because is it true when when people don't have a prenup, do they kind of does does that other person, for the most part, get full 50 percent, half of whatever that marital property is?
1: So in Pennsylvania, that is not always the case. Right. Um, okay. Divorces in in Pennsylvania, there is no cookie cutter way to do it. Gotcha. Um, there's a lot of negotiating that goes on. There's a lot of you know, well, he got something that's worth ten grand. Let's find you something that's equal, right? Of equal value or similar. Um, and they, you know, the divorce code looks at other other factors in that marriage, how long it is, if anybody has any health issues um if there was an affair, things like that. So it's not it's not always 50 50 Mm
3: -hmm.
1: every time. It can be 60 40, it can be Mm -hmm. 70-30, it can even be 55, 45. It all depends on on the on the divorce. So
2: let's say, um, you don't have any money, but you're set to inherit a lot of money, you know, when a family member passes away or something like that. Um, or at a certain, let's say you would trust that, you know, it, uh, comes to, it's open. I forgot what it's called, um, at a certain age and you're set to inherit that. Is that something that like you people, it's important for someone to
1: have a prenup if they have that? So not always, um, The the prenup part, if you are set to have an inheritance, that's always kind of hard to put into a prenup because, well, yes, your grandma's telling you that when she passes, she's definitely giving you this money. Well, (laughs) she may live another 10 years. And in that time frame, you may piss her off and she may write you out. So that inheritance is no longer coming to you.
3: Um, (laughs) that that part's you know never never so great damn it grandma (laughs) yeah so you
1: can't always you know um, write those into prenups because you don't 100% know trusts are normally protected in themselves um, that they you know if 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 you have a uh, an estate lawyer or a trust lawyer that is writing up a trust they're normally making sure that that language is in there that if when it is time for you to start taking from that trust, it goes solely to you. And that can be written in there that way. Um, but in Pennsylvania, inheritances that are not made part of the marriage are not marital. Okay. So you don't always need to work. You know, that's not something that needs to be worried about when it comes to, oh, I definitely need a prenup to protect that or a postnup to protect that because inheritances, as long as they aren't made to the marriage, mm-hmm. you're you're good to go.
3: Right. Wait, you just said the word postnup. What a is post-snup. that? Yes. Yeah, so there's
1: two, there's two <laughs> types of marital agreements. There's a prenup and a postnup. Um, and it's just prenuptial agreement, post-nuptial agreement, and it's just the way it sounds. A postnup is something that's created after marriage. I okay. can I can honestly say in like the 40 years my mother has practiced law, I think I can count on one hand how many postnups she's actually done they are wow. you know, they're not they're not really common because right. if you're that concerned about wanting to have some sort of agreement to you know distribute uh property in a divorce you're already thinking about that mm-hmm. before you get right. those are conversations you're having before not after you get married of like oh shit wait
2: it <laughs> be a lot harder to convince someone I after you thought about sure. this you know yeah. six
1: months yeah. ago yeah but that is right. Is something that that is a legal document
2: you know it's funny i feel like um it's in talking to people that i know or friends or things like that like the idea of a prenup seems so unromantic to them that a lot of people i think are just offended by the very like notion or idea of right. them which to me as like kind of a realist seems like a little silly mm-hmm. and illogical <laughs> um but I'm sure I feel like there a lot of people like who are listening to this podcast or, mm-hmm. you know, have been asked for one or kind of, kind of, like, think about the end of our marriage has even begun. Um, so what would you say to those people? So I
1: think that, well, one, that's, that's not true. <laughs> I mean, yes, I, I get it, that it sounds very unromantic, but at the same time, it's a smart decision and it's an educated decision and it's a logical decision but again prenups get they just have such a terrible rap because um you know i mean kanye west didn't help us with his song about (laughs) like you know get a prenup or she's going to take all your money like that's literally all i think about (laughs) right that's the prenup world um because people are still stuck in that antiquated thinking that if we have to have a prenup, it's because there's, there's going to be a problem and you know, it's, it is setting you up for disaster. That most certainly is not the case anymore. And I think people need to start having intelligent conversations about a prenup. And I think it can just be approached as when, when you're speaking to your, to your future spouse, Hey, I have no intention of getting a divorce. I'm sure you don't either, but in the event that we do, cause that is the reality. I, I don't know. I, I can't keep track of the statistic. I'm sure it's somewhere between 60% <laughs> I I feel like it
3: varies yeah. depending it on it changes
1: every are. month. Yeah. And now with COVID yeah. it's really through the roof. Um, <laughs> I have, you know, I have a career. I have things in my name that, you know, I have built myself. You have things in your name that you've built yourself, or your family has has built for you, and vice versa, or whatever. Let's make sure that if something were to happen, that we are leaving with what we're coming in with. Right. And that anything that we create together in our marriage, that's fair game to say. You know. Yeah. Okay. That's what we'll divvy up, and that's what we can fight about if need be. I mean, you know, using yeah, that's right. that's. Marriage right there anything that you make during that marriage that that should be marital property and that's just a very um that's the way you just have to look at like it's a reciprocal thing I want to protect me and you should want to protect you and that's what a pre mm-hmm. uh, a, a prenup
3: does right when you word it like that truly it it really helps because it doesn't sound as like you know, when we get divorced, but like you, when you say like, let's look at the realistic side of life and society, if God forbid there ever is like, you know, if you're a woman who's worked hard to like invest and earn what you, or a man, I keep like siding with women because we are one, but, um, you know, if you've worked hard to invest in stocks and, and, re- and Jordana, for example, is a founder of a company, like, exactly. so not saying Jordana <laughs> should definitely get, but you know, like if you've, you've worked hard to get to where you are. So like you said, like anything is that we make together, fair game for both of us, but whatever I came in with, I would like to, if God forbid, it comes to that point, I would like to go out with.
1: And if you're a business owner or have um, investment properties of, of any kind, you know big mm-hmm. or small. I know around here where I practice a lot of younger people <clears throat> between the ages of 25 and 35 are buying fixer-uppers and they're flipping them. Mm-hmm. Well, that becomes a lucrative business. Right. Even if it's just a hobby, that becomes a lucrative, you know, source of income that in a divorce all of that stuff is free game if if anything is done during that marriage but it was created before and it's got a value. Well, now it's free game. And so, um, it's prenups. If you own a business or you have a little hobby on the side, that's generating income, you want to make sure that's protected because if it has a value in any way, that's going to become marital property. If you're, if you're a PA person, (laughs) right.
2: And I, I love the way that you like phrased it. I agree with Nicole. I think that's like a really rational way of putting it. It also you make it kind of sound like insurance and like, no one doesn't, no one buys mm-hmm. a house and is like, well, why are you buying insurance? Like, why are you thinking about bad things happening to our house? Right. It's like, because right. you never know. And I mean, as, as a business owner, I've, uh, I've done a, I've signed, uh, and negotiated a fair amount of contracts in my day. <laughs> and it's always much easier to figure yeah. out the, the, you know, the terms of the contract when you're both are in like a really really positive together because you're both like the most rational. And I think that's also like a really um, powerful point. It's like when you're getting, if you're, if you, you, God forbid, are getting divorced, like you're not in a state where people are are usually not their most rational, like uh, level-headed selves. But I think before, if you're like, Oh, this is someone I love, someone I respect. I'm going into this and then you can make those decisions in a much
1: more like productive way that respects both people. Right. And a prenup is, is just that it is a contract. It's two people that are entering into a legally binding, um, agreement. And the, the biggest thing that I can say about prenups, that is I, other than, you know, be completely honest with your financials and fully disclose everything that you have is make sure you're allowing yourself enough time. Okay. If if you, three days before your wedding, are throwing prenups at, you know, your spouse to sign and, and you know, it's all done in a panic and it's like, oh, we got to hurry up and do it, you're going to have a problem. Right. If, if if down the road you have to enforce it, you're going to have an issue. If there's something that, you know, they felt pressured to do it, you know, they were under, you know, duress or something like that, you're going to oh, have interesting. a problem. So, so make how- sure you're leaving Sorry. and there's no um, amount of time per se that, you know, is required, but you want to make sure that you're giving each side enough time to get their documents when it comes to their financials. And there's enough time for each, and I, I cannot stress this enough, each one to get a lawyer. That was mm-hmm. gonna my next question. Each person should have their own representation. If you have a lawyer telling you that, oh, you, I can represent both of you, run! No, no, no. big, big red flag, yeah. big right. oh, Especially if there is a uh, an imbalance in in financials. Right. Get your own lawyer. Make sure you trust this person, and make sure that they are going to represent you in the best light and give you the advice that you need, because if you both are saying, you know, Hey, we have our own stuff. We want to come in this together. You want to make sure that everything's kosher that way. But if there's an imbalance, you want to make sure that if you are the weaker party that you're not getting completely had and signing right. away all your rights when, you know, down the road, if you're the weaker party, and I, I don't like, maybe I shouldn't say weaker party. If you're the, less financially. Yeah. Robust yeah. Bus party. <laughs> Yeah, Um, (laughs) if you are that standard, you know, wealthy husband, right, you know, uh, not as wealthy wife, and we're just you less earning. Yeah, lesser hour. Yeah, sure. I want to make sure that if if you enter into a marriage, and you know, in your prenup, you say, Oh, yeah, I'll waive my right to alimony. I'll waive my my right to spouse. I don't need any of that. You know, okay, fine. If that's what he wants, no problem. Well, say you don't work for 20 years,
3: say you don't work for
1: 30 years.
3: Mm -hmm.
1: Well, 30 years out of the job, you know, world is
3: tough to get back in. That's like
1: putting the nail on the coffin. You're, you're going to have a hell of a hard time getting back in that. Well, you financially depended your entire life on your, on your, on your spouse. And now you need a divorce oh shit you just 30 years ago you signed away your right right yeah to have alimony well for 30 years of alimony for 30 years of marriage you're getting a good 10 15 years of alimony well you just waived that and now you have no money wow do you uh do you see that a lot um not so much anymore probably used to be yeah not so much anymore um the, like I said, 20, 30 years ago when, you know, the prenup was set that way that, you know, you waived everything because you were going to be in this, you know, amazing marriage because you weren't going to take any of their money. Um, mm-hmm. That most certainly happened a lot. And there was tons of case law on that where, you know, you'd have this poor indentured wife who mm-hmm. <laughs> now has nothing, had millions, right. you know, her husband was making it all now has nothing. But nowadays, no, you're, I'm not seeing that as much because people are, Either A, having their own career or B being a little more smart when it comes to just waiving their right to alimony or spousal support. And they're putting in those provisions that allow for negotiation to happen if a if a divorce happens.
3: Do you ever see a case where there is not a prenup put in place? And then at the when the divorce happens, though, the the other party's like, Oh no, I won't take half of this person's wealth. Does yeah. that make sense? <laughs> okay. Oh, yeah. Like, I like to think if I had like thousands and of thousands of saved, and Mike and I didn't, we're getting married next year, or COVID ruined our wedding this year. Oh, so, yeah. Um, but fun. I like to think if we didn't get a prenup, and like, let's say I had a ton saved up, that if we did ever, God forbid, get divorced, then he would. No, he would just be like, "It's okay. You can keep that. Like, I won't take your marital property. If that makes sense." Yeah, but no, I don't well, know if that's the thing. If people do oh, that. Yeah. Oh yeah,
1: every divorce is different. Not every divorce is the um, uh, wedding crasher sitting on the other side of the table fighting about you know what was it um, Five flight, flight points or whatever it was. Yeah. yeah. Not every. Not, not every. <laughs> those, are, those are worth a lot. Those yeah. I mean, enough. I have I have had a divorce where um, I had a woman who I thought she wrote me a grocery list because it said <laughs> um, ice cream scoop on it. And I thought, oh, because oh everything was like in the middle. It was like two columns of like stuff, like normal stuff. And then right in the middle was like a third column and it said ice cream scoop. And I thought, oh, she must have thought this was a grocery list and needed an ice cream scoop. But I called her and she said, oh no, like I want the ice cream scoop.
3: <laughs>
1: and I'm valuable. And, they'd, and they'd, been married. they'd been married 30, 40 years tons of money he had, he'd he worked in the oil and gas or something like that field um, and she was older and she didn't care about she already knew the money was coming to her so she didn't really care about that but she I said you know I think you gave me your grocery. oh no I want the ice cream scoop I said well why because he loves ice cream Wow that's petty <laughs> wow. And I
3: said
0: well,
1: what, <laughs> stop him from getting a fork or a spoon or Christ a knife to get the ice cream out it's the principle. And so <laughs> you have those, you most certainly have those really right. back and forth, but then you also have the couple that is just like, look, we, this is, you, know, yeah. you go your way. I'll go out. We just amicably don't like each other anymore. And we would just like to divorce and I'm cool with yep. walking away with my mm-hmm. stuff. And he's cool walking away with his stuff. And that works.
3: Like Derek so- and Addison and Grey's Anatomy. You guys seen, they're like, she can have the Hamptons house. I'll have the West village apartment. Like they're very, I'm like, th- that was cleaner than it <laughs> it would be in real life, Fine. but it's also a TV show. Right. So, so are you going to say, you were,
2: if you are the less financially robust person, I would imagine it would be harder for you to hire your own lawyer or to hire as good of a lawyer as, um, the per- more financially, uh, strong person. So like, Do you feel like that's something worth like highly investing in, even if you even if it's something that's like not that would be much harder for you to do? Because you're saying each person
1: should have their own lawyer. Right. Right. Um, Typically, and I will just speak from from experience. um, It costs less for I, you know, I don't charge the same for a prenup as if I would do if I'm representing you in a divorce. Because okay. I'm just I'm writing up a document and I'm advising you on your rights. And the, the amount of work that needs to get done for a prenup versus you need to hire me for a divorce is, is very different. And I, right. I, I know in, in, in the counties I practice, for the most part, that's, that's what goes on here is that the, the, the fee to pay a lawyer to do a prenup um, and to get that advice is a lot, a lot less expensive than if you have to hire. Right. Them.
2: Do you see oh, wow. sometimes the, the more financially strong partner sort of paying for the, for a separate lawyer for their future spouse?
1: I mean, it, it, are you talking about, oh, like in a prenup? Yeah. I mean, if you, if you, um, if, if you are presented with the idea of a prenup and, you know, you know that, Hey, I have a legal right that I can go get a lawyer and I can have financial rep or, um. Legal representation, but hey, I need some cash. I don't see any wrong anything wrong saying to your future right. spouse, hey, you want me to sign that prenup? I want to make sure I'm not getting you know bulldozed here. <laughs> Can you pay for my lawyer? I don't-
2: I mean, I feel like people have to sometimes pay for their spouses' like divorce lawyer. Like that's right. If the if the person,
1: yeah, as long like, as you you know, as long as you, I mean nobody really cares where the money comes from. If I'm, if I'm, you know, Jordana, if I'm hired to represent you, I don't really care where the cash comes from as long as
3: Mm -hmm. I only speak to you
1: and our attorney client relationship is just me and you. Right.
3: That's kind Um, of a good idea. Like for people, like, like if you, if you get asked to sign a prenup and you're like taken aback by it and you're like, what the, maybe you just say like, Oh, but if you pay for it, I will. <laughs> if you pay for the okay, lawyer. Like
1: I need some money to help yeah. me go get a lawyer to make sure that I'm not getting hacked. Yeah. Hair. So for
3: anybody, I think that's
1: fair the... if you're
2: if you're gonna be combining some assets anyway afterwards and like they care right. about you and want you to again like you're going into it with like a respectful vision. I think it, mm-hmm. it wouldn't be crazy to ask someone who clear who wanted their assets protected because they made so much more money to help you. Make sure yeah, you're like, protected know, too. Yeah,
1: give me some cash so I can write a check to a lawyer, or you know, right. pay, pay with a credit card. Like, yeah.
2: Um, I remember this scene in um Sex and the City where Charlotte's supposed to be like signing her prenup with with Trey, and he puts in there. I was always wondered if this was like a legal thing where he wrote he. They put in there that if she had a boy, she would receive like X amount of money. And if she had a girl, she would receive like less or like all this hypothetical stuff about like the children that she would potentially. Right. Have. Uh, is
1: that so much weight? Or if you
2: don't right. you
1: know, sleep with me so many times? Yeah, no, none of that is.
2: Or if you cheat on me, you get nothing
3: or something like that.
1: No, none of that's enforceable.
3: Oh, wow. Oh, okay. see, I feel like cheating should be. It could be an incentive not <laughs> to. <laughs> well, you said in Pennsylvania,
2: they sort of take that into account. In a in divorce, a- Yeah, right?
3: Yeah, they t- um, especially
1: if you, are, if you don't have a prenup and you're just doing a standard divorce and you have an affair and then you go and say, hey, I need spousal support. The court can determine that you are not entitled to it because you had an affair. If they can prove that you had an affair, then you're not entitled to spousal support. So um, wow. there's always ways you know, around stuff like that.
3: But yeah. now like you
1: have a boy versus a girl. Now, none of that's enforceable. Right. Wow. Do you really ever see
3: cases? Yeah, right. Sex in the city. We need to dispute that. Um, well, that's the stuff that you, that you know, that makes good TV. Something exactly. Good TV. And the more I think about it, prenups are like all over TV shows. So now when I watch them and see prenup moments, I will know the exact details that goes into it. Um, I was going to ask, do you ever see a situation where like two people get a prenup, but then like, you know, years into their marriage, they're like, you know what, we don't need this anymore. We're really in love off the table. Let's end the prenup. Is that oh, a thing? yeah.
1: You can certainly, you can certainly um, erase a prenup. I guess that's the easiest term to say. You can certainly do it. If same way you erase any other contract, if you don't want to you know, between two people, you decide, Hey, you know what? I don't think we need this anymore. You can have a doc, you know, you can, you can rescind it. That's that. I mean, I don't think it happens that often. Right. Mm -hmm. A lot of times people forget they had a prenup because it's not something that you file in the court system. It's just something that's kept either um, with yourself or with the lawyers that did it um, and then brought back if need be. But yeah, you can certainly rescind it. That's not a problem. Okay. Yeah. All to right. me, I, to one, to I me would, also I, like never advise somebody to do
3: that. Yeah,
1: yeah. <laughs> right. Like that's great in not- love, but like I'm not in my business. Right. I I'm not in the business of love. If I was in the business of love, <laughs> I would have it, no clients.
3: None. <laughs> Very true.
1: If I told my clients, "Oh, you you should definitely get back together." Like, you don't need a divorce. I would have no clients. <laughs>
2: Right. That's not what they're coming to you for. That's, no.
1: that's the marital counselor before you're right. Yeah, I'm not in. rainbows and unicorns when it comes to happiness. Everybody's coming to me, and their world's coming to an end and they want me to tell them that their story is not the craziest story I've ever heard when sometimes it is, but like their world <laughs> isn't going to come to a crashing halt. Right. I to play, me, I, I think like a therapist a lot more than I, than I am a lawyer. That makes wow. sense.
2: I would imagine. Um, if you, so to me, if you come into a marriage with like, with children or um, like anything pre-existing that it, it seems like very irresponsible to me to, to get married again with kids and not have a prenup because like, then you're sort of, there's people that would be like, you'd be supporting or getting, or getting your money that you could potentially putting in danger. Right. Right. Yeah, absolutely. That's
1: a,
3: that's yeah. a good
1: point. Yeah. If you are. Um, and again, I'm solely a Pennsylvania lawyer. So what, what I'm speaking about is really what I only see in Pennsylvania. Um, if you have children and they are minors under the age of 18 and you remarry and there's no prenup where you, where you can find an issue is in Pennsylvania, if, if you die without a will or a prenup, I guess you could say, everything automatically goes to your spouse unless there oh, are wow. other documents that say, otherwise, like life insurance policies, if you know the beneficiary's a child, very different, where it's you know clearly identifying who gets what. Other than that, it's going to go directly to your spouse. Wow. So as you can tell, where that's right, going to get right. a little fishy is, for instance- You have kids, right? If you, and I'm, we're going back to the stereotypical situation. You have a husband who had children- Mm-hmm. And now he's got a new wife. Well, husband dies, new wife's getting everything. And those kids That's are That's When there you like, see those fights right.
3: See, Wait. I would hope, I would pray and hope that the new wife would be like, No, it's okay. Let me just not take this. Right, away. I'll take
1: care of you. You always hope that they never do.
3: <laughs> oh my god, I right.
2: see that. Because then they start thinking about like, you know, what they've
1: sacrificed and what they've done and like right. so and all that. If if you are on marriage number two or even marriage number one, and you have children to a previous relationship, you want to make sure that some legal document is put in place to protect your children, to make sure they, they 100% get stuff, whether that be in a, in a prenup or a will or you know, mm-hmm. clearly outlined policies or trusts or something like that. You want to make sure that those children are protected because if okay. not, they may not get anything.
2: And when you were talking about alimony before also is that you said there's like rules based on like how long you were married and your, is it like your quality of life and like, how long
1: do you get that for? How does that work? Alimony is what you get after you are legally divorced. So a divorce decree has come down from the court saying you and the other person are dissolved of your marriage. Um, and you can now, you're free to, you know, remarry if need be and live your life. Um, in Pennsylvania, we in in my in my area where I practice, we stick to the one to three rules. So for every three years of marriage, you get about one year of alimony, give or take. Mm. That's just the generalized way we look at it, just to, you know, say, hey, you've been married 20 years, you're getting this amount, or you've been married 30 years, you're getting this. Um, obviously, if you were married for a year, you're not getting 10 years of alimony. It's just not happening. So the The length of your marriage matters. Um, if there are health issues, that might require maybe longer alimony or a higher amount. Those types of things are looked at. It's it's truly a case by case, you know, situation by situation right. basis. Because well, one person could probably pay five hundred dollars for ten years, another person couldn't. So you can't have set rules when it comes to how much and you know because everyone's different but
3: um and isn't it when the child turns a certain age then the one per, one of the I think that's for child support child support uh which is different than alimony yes alimony
1: so there's child support which is you pay for your child you have an obligation mm-hmm. to pay your for your child until they're 18 or graduate high school which everyone happens later that's child support that falls under the realm of custody and that kind of world. Then there's spousal support, which is what you get while you are litigating the divorce. You're still legally married, but you've filed the divorce complaint. You're going through those motions and you need some financial contribution because you can't maintain your standard of living because now you're on like one income type deal. Once you're actually legally divorced spousal support stops and it can turn into alimony
3: gotcha. so just, it's okay. like the
1: same thing just different verbiage. gotcha, gotcha.
3: and alimony okay.
1: is spouse to spouse
2: okay right and then so um, what if you get remarried
1: and you're still getting alimony does that stop yes it stops in pennsylvania if you start living with somebody else it stops oh wow
3: Oh, I bet people try to beat the system then and not move in together yet.
1: Mm-hmm. Exactly.
2: <laughs> I okay. can see that. Oh. oh, that's like all my questions. Do you have anything else that you feel like we haven't covered that um, it, it, oh, they're like about to get married or going into
1: something? I mean, like I said, I'm a huge, huge proponent of Prenups. I think they are a valid and helpful tool that any intelligent human being would consider. I, I think we need to remove the stereotype and the stigma of what a prenup is and be able to have those open conversations with your former, with your um, with your spouse or you know, future spouse to say, hey. I think we need to talk about you know the not so fun conversation about if in fact we do get divorced, what's going to happen? And a prenup just helps predetermine, and and really it actually saves on litigation a lot because you're not, you're only your your um, marital estate goes from say a hundred things to now fifty things that you have to divvy up right. type type idea, and it saves on that, and it's just a smart. It's really a smart thing to enter into if you are a career person, if you're a professional like a lawyer, a doctor, a CPA, an MBA, anything like that, a nurse, any mm-hmm. anything with an advanced degree. If you mm-hmm. own businesses, mm-hmm. if you own investment properties, if you have stocks, if if you have anything other than like just a plain old checking account, you may yeah. you may want to even if you have silly things like a vast um, if you're an avid hunter and you have a vast gun collection, that's something big right. in my area that we, cause we live in Western Pennsylvania, people right. have 30, 40, 50 guns, hunting rifles that wow. they have inherited from family, but guess right. what? Those guns, they increase in value. So things like that, you want to make sure you're, even if, you know, collections of anything.
2: Can you protect yeah. like your 401k or your retirement? Absolutely.
3: Yeah. Absolutely. Oh,
2: wow.
1: Absolutely.
3: See, this conversation is truly making me, I, like, I might go outside to Mike right now, especially because he started a meeting. Draw up the paperwork. paperwork. <laughs> yes, mm-hmm. I might go draw up the paperwork. I mean, tr- like, truly, before this conversation, I was like, I could never ask Mike for a prenup. How dare, I would never, it's so on romance, but, like, I now I'm seeing, like, I, you know, it's not like I'm, you know, rolling in stocks, but, right. but, but you like gotta- you said- But something you may have now, like
1: for instance, a 401k, you know, you may have just started it because if you're, if you're Alex's age, you're, you're you're younger than me. So you might've just started it. And in 30 years, that's going to grow. If you keep contributing to it, well, that's now fair game. And that may be something you say, you know, Hey, what it's mine. I'm contributing to it. I'd like to leave with it. And that protects you, you know, protects you in the long run, because now when you're, you know, God forbid Mm -hmm. Someone ever has to get a divorce you're not completely shut out of luck
2: right Exactly. i think that's very smart i think more women um again like you said in the very beginning is to bring it full circle yeah. um are earning more money and should protect Absolutely. themselves um and i think it's just like you like we were talking about this whole time like now's the best time to make sure you can have those those open conversations like and the best time to figure out what will happen if, if something ends is while well, it's still going very well.
1: Right. Cause I mean, I understand I'm, I'm, you know, wedding planning a wedding is very stressful in itself, but, and, and, you know, you (laughs) kind of want to push that aside. Like I don't need any more stress, but that's a very real conversation. And if you have it early in in your engagement or in your relationship, it's, it's beneficial long-term. So you're not like, you know, a month before the wedding running around trying to find lawyers and trying to do all this financial disclosure and you're trying to, you know, finish your wedding planning and stuff like that have those conversations early and, and they gotta be, it's gotta be a real conversation. Right. And that's a good test for if you can have those real conversations
2: in your actual marriage. (laughs) You can't have a conversation about a prenup. (laughs) You might have some issues. I agree. I think that that's a, it's a good marker for how well you communicate and how well you compromise and how well you can, you know, work things out. But thank you so much for coming on today. Exactly. I I feel like all of my personal questions have been answered, and so I'm sure the listeners also feel well, that if way. More, you,
1: know you, you you know how to get a hold of me. I'd be more than happy to answer your questions. Great oh, guys, well, if you have any more questions about
2: this, please email brides at betches.com. Um, and we would love to have you back.
1: Mm-hmm. That was great. That was so fun. And I have I do have to thank my girlfriend Alex for introducing me to Nicole and, and setting this up. So I do have to give her a little shout out because she's so great doing
3: that. Yes. We love our lawyer connections here at Betches. <laughs> and we're everywhere.
1: We, you need a lawyer in some realm, we can find you one.
3: <laughs> yes. Awesome. You never All know. Right, well, well, thank you again. Until next time. Yes.
2: Until death do us part.